ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord. I feel excited already. Amen. But God has more for us this morning. And we are going to be blessed. Amen. Well, it's testimony time. I said it's testimony time. Hallelujah. You know, we serve a very good God. And He has told us in His word that He will do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think i pray you came to church this morning with an expectation because i see the lord jumping over your expectation to do even more than you were expecting receive that blessing in the name of jesus so this morning our testimony is coming from our sister abigail danso she's a center leader in the ayikuma ramatown region amen she says, my testimony is a twofold testimony. I was forced to start working right after completing SHS six years ago. Life was really a struggle with nobody to help and a younger sister to also take care of. I could not land any meaningful job to sustain us with all jobs offering wages of less than 150 Ghana cities. Say A. She said, I joined the church two years ago and things began to change for me. Your presence here is going to change something about your life. Tell your neighbor, I said, if you are here this morning, or I can't hear you, tell your neighbor, if you are here this morning, then something about your life is going to change. So she continued, she said, I always felt bad paying tithe because the amount I used to pay was so small. But my shepherds always encouraged me to pay anyway. I faithfully paid my tithe of little, always praying that God will give me a new job that will cause me to pay tithe of double what I have been paying. By the grace of God, I now have a job that pays me what guarantees my tithe to be double of what it used to be can you believe god to change your salary i said can you believe god to change your salary can you believe god this morning that you'll receive a promotion that the figures on your salary are changing they are going up and not down i said they are going up and not down i said they are going up and not down i said they are going up and not down receive the blessing of heaven in the name of jesus she said secondly I lived four years from where I started working when I entered church. He said, in a rented room with nothing in the room. No mattress, no carpet, no fan, no coca, no gas cylinder, no chair, nothing. 
Ask your neighbor, does this story, is this similar to your case? Ask your neighbor. Because you can be in church sitting next to somebody and you never know what the person is really going through. But no matter how bad your situation is, no matter how empty your room is, no matter how empty your life is, I see the power of God stepping in and taking it to another level. Your house is being filled. Your room is being filled. Your account is being filled. Receive a filling in Jesus' name. He said, my wages just could not support buying anything for the room. After paying rent, I had a plan to save little by little, buy one item at a time, but by the grace of God, today, I don't know how everything appeared in my room. I sit in my room, I have a mattress, I have a cylinder, I have a chair, and they came out of nowhere, and I believe it is all connected to my faithfulness with the tithe. Oh, can you put your hands together? Can you put your hands together? Can you put your hands together? If you are a tight prayer this morning, just lift up your hand this morning. Just lift up your hand this morning. Every tight prayer, we command the windows of heaven to be opened. We command the windows of heaven to be opened. May the Lord supply your need. May the Lord respond to you. May the Lord enter your life. May you also share a testimony connected to your faithfulness with your tithe. Receive the blessing of the Lord this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Where you th- 
of you are going to keep on doing the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen.
Give a clap offering to the Lord. I can't hear you from there. Give a clap offering to the Lord. From here, give a clap offering to the Lord. Yeah, give a clap offering to those at the back. I can't see you. Give a mighty clap offering to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. It's great to be in the presence of the Lord. Indeed, the presence of the Lord has been activated this morning the worship, the, the, the dancing, the testimony, the song ministration have been so spectacular and it is time for us to hear the word of God. I believe God has something special for us this morning. I believe that the man of God is ready. As I'm standing here, I can see from his demeanor that he is eager to tell us the thoughts and the plans of God for our life this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, with a loud shout, with a loud shout, with a loud shout, help me to honor our Father. Help me to welcome to this moment my Father, your Father, the Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Jump up and begin to praise the Lord. Amen. 
neighbor, are you ready for what God has for you this morning? Tell your neighbor, you look very nice this Sunday morning. I'm happy to be around you. Say, God will touch your life. God will speak to you. And let's hear it well. Clap your hands for Jesus. And you may please be seated as we receive our sister and I'm to prepare our hearts. Oh, Jesus. 
your feet, close your eyes and lift your hands. If you're a Christian, and just lift your hands and ask the Lord to let his will be done in your life. Jesus. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Your will. Let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life. Your will. Let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life. Use me. Let your will be done in my life. Let your will outside. I don't know where you are. Just lift your hands. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Use me. Use me. Use me. Let your will be done in my life. Your will. You have a will for me. You have a plan for me. Maybe you want to say, Lord, let your plan come to pass in my life. Come to pass. Let your plan come to pass in my life. Let your plan come to pass in my life. Let your plan come to pass in my life. Let what you want for me happen. Let what you want for me happen. Let what you want for me. Let me not be outside that plan. Let what you want for me happen. Let it happen. Thank you. Most Holy Father. Thank you. Thank you. I was in the world and you saved me. I am in church. I now belong to the kingdom. Help me. Help me to fulfill your plan for your for my life. Thank you, Father. Oh, help me. In Jesus' name, we pray. We bless your name. And all the saints will say a very loud Amen. Amen. Let it be louder, sir. Amen. A little louder. Just a little louder, finally. Clap your hands for Jesus. And please be seated. I want to welcome you again to church. I want to welcome you again to church. As Pastor Jerry said, a church service on a Saturday evening for us or on a Sunday morning is actually a gathering to celebrate. Um, This is not where we come to live our Christian lives. We've just come to be happy and to thank God for all he's done for us during the week and all he has helped us to do during the week. 
and we come with excitement to thank him and to celebrate him. This morning I would like you to listen very carefully. Listen very well. Because I am preparing you for 8th November. Do you know 8th November? Is it a familiar date? 8th November. Do you know? Ask anybody, do you know 8th November? What the person say? I've not heard it before. Oh, he knows. Okay, lovely. You know, and um, you know, for the past two weeks, I've been sharing from this book. And I'm ending the piece I'm sharing today. And the title of the message is Noah, can't you do just a little bit more? Noah, can't you do just a little bit more? And maybe for some of you, you can remove Noah and uh, I'll say, Pastor Jerry, can't you do just a little bit more? Brother Samuel, can't you do just a little bit more? God always comes to us to ask for a little bit more. Not because he needs a little bit more from us, but that little bit more completes your life. Yes. You'll be surprised that you can be very incomplete with just a little bit that you've not done. Imagine a car which costs $80,000. You know, that's an, one of just these regular cars. $80,000. You have $80,000 to buy the car. And the car doesn't have a $100 battery. Eighty thousand and a hundred dollars. Which one is a lot? Eighty thousand. Do you do number line? Eighty thousand is a lot. Yes, greater than, less than. Eighty thousand is far more than hundred. You can buy a hundred eighty thousand dollar car, but you cannot buy. How much is a car battery, by the way? 500 cents. That's about $100. I was right. About $100. That $100, that small amount that you've not put into the $80,000 car will cause the car not to move one inch. So, 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 when God asks you to do a little bit more, it's not because he needs that little bit more, 
but it is so that you can move. You can move because many of us are stuck in God. Many of us are, I'm, you come to church every Sunday, you pay tithes, you give, but in God, spiritually, spiritually, you are stuck. You are stuck. Few people, I, I, I may be able to count them on one or two hands. Few people are advancing. Most of us in the service are stuck. All you know as a Christian is to go to church on Sunday morning. Mommy, sorry. And a few have added dancing to it. And a few sisters have added choiring to it. Singing. Most Christians are stuck. They can't advance properly. <laughs> and the reason why you ask, do you know what it takes for you to sit in church? Young man, what's your name? Samuel. Look. Do you have friends who don't go to church? Yes. It's not a small thing, no. To be in church. What you've done this morning, especially to attend a church like this in the forest. I mean, you have to actually end and, and on a hill in the forest. No, 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 no. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing to attend this church. You must want to come to church to come. But I'm even not even talking about this church as in this building. But to be in church, to go to church, it's not a small thing. Church doors are open everywhere. But it's not easy to enter a church building. There must be an arrangement, a power must be at work for you to go to church. A lot of things have happened for you to be sitting in church this morning. God has had to send his son. His son has had to bleed on the cross. Die. God has had to deploy one of his most powerful moves of resurrecting a dead body after three days. Because on a normal day, your friends like you who are in the house, by this time, some of you should now be starting your sleep after a night out of just misbehaving. Some of you girls by this time will be recovering from the shock of being drunk and having four boys have sex with you in the night. That is, four is the one you can remember, but it's not four because you are drunk. So much has been done. Even as you are stuck in the church, as you are stuck and you can't move, I said, all that is left of you is church going, attending church. That's all that's left of you. There's nothing more to your Christian life. I know you are a seamstress. 
you are a student, you are the best student in school, you, you, you are a businessman. But I'm talking about spiritually. All that is left of you is just to go to church on a Sunday morning. That's all. And the reason is that in spite of the heavy investment that has been made for you to be in church, the little you must do, the battery you must put into the $80,000 car has not arrived. That's why you are stuck. Brand new, gleaming, four-wheel drive. But we can't move it. We can't move it. Have you heard of one gallon before? A 60,000 CD car. 60,000 CDs. There are cars that cost 60,000 CDs. You buy it and the car will not move. There's battery. There's a bar. All you need is just one gallon. <laughs> one gallon. Listen, listen. When God asks you to do a little bit more, it's not because he needs your little bit. It is important for you to keep moving. That's why he came to Noah. Noah, the Bible says in 2 Peter, was a preacher of righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness. That's what you see on the screen. That is Noah's work. Either he had the church as his full-time work, or he was an itinerant preacher moving about, but he was a preacher of righteousness. Telling people everywhere to live right. Telling people everywhere to live right. Then suddenly, God comes to him in Genesis chapter 4. Chapter 6, sorry. And says to him in verse 8, Make me an ark. Verse 14. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. You know, I've just seen something I've not noticed. I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. So, the ark is not for me. It's not for God. It's for you. Make thee, that is, make for yourself an ark. Look, there is a lot coming into your life that your current arrangements cannot handle. Something is coming into your life that your current accommodation, residential arrangement, financial arrangement, academic arrangements, social arrangement cannot handle. So God comes to you and says that, make you, you make an act. It's not for me. Make you an act. And I'm happy to announce that we also, in this church, Listen to me very carefully. In this church, we are into ark building. 
The same way a preacher of righteousness suddenly metamorphosed into a carpenter. We are, whatever you are doing, I want you to understand that anything you are doing now, like playing the keyboard now, it is actually your second job in the church. Your primary job in the church is ark building. We are building an ark. An ark is a place for the Lord's presence. We are building a boat. So God came to Noah. I said, Noah, make a boat. And I want to say to you, whatever you are, housewife, mother of four, you, are work, you work in the bank, you are a student, you are broke, you are whatever, you can build an ark. You are capable of building an ark. And it's so small, you know, compared to the great effort God has made for you to be here. Number two, God came to him again and said, catch animals and put them in the ark. Catch animals. Go and catch animals. And you see, you need faith. That's why Noah was a man of faith. You need faith to believe that you can catch a lion. Did Noah catch lions? Did the ark have lions in it? Did the ark have snakes in it? Were there vipers in the ark? No matter the type of animal, God is anointing you to catch an animal. Next week, this week, we are going to catch animals to bring to church next week. I can't wait to see your animals. Turn to, a, to the nearest lady and say, Sister Noah. Say, Sister Noah. I can't wait to see your animals next week. How I wish God would fast forward this week. Mommy, I can't wait to see your animals. All of us were animals. Wild animals. How many of you were wild before you came to church? Just three of you. How many of you were wild, uncontrollable? You were, you were on your own, destroying your lives. Can I see your hand? Wild. And then you came to church. Wow, clap your hands for the blood of Jesus. The same way you were wild and somebody caught you, you are also going to catch a wild animal this week. That's all. Everybody in this church must be an owner of wild animals that you are taming slowly to become like you in the church. Yeah, I'm looking at a noble woman like you. Noble. She's crossing her legs, dressed beautifully. Gold. Ah, didn't see the shoes. Gold. You should have seen how she was before she came to church. That's today, today she's wearing. Gold belt, golden belt and golden shoes. 
Catch animal. I see you catching animals. Next week, 8th November, is equal to catching of animals and arrivals. Yes. Next week will be a major zoo. Zoo. Say zoo. Now, 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 I, I want to say to you that in case this is your first time you, you, you are joining us today, that's fine. I want you to know that this church only exists to tame animals. We are, we are a zoo. And we are zoo keepers. If you don't like animals, please go to the next church. Not everybody likes animals. Here, we will, hmm. and it's dangerous to be sitting here not knowing how to manage wild animals. I will advise you, mommy, not to be here than to be around, not involved in the management of wild animals. Because if you are around here and you are not involved, a wild animal can eat you. If you, if you belong to this congregation, better learn the art of managing animals. Don't sit down and think that because the pastor is uneducated, the bishop has very little education. You have done chartered accountancy. And you are now a finance man in the central business district of Accra. And you are not into this type of low-class work of carry, caring for animals. Really, then better not be around here. Don't be around here. Because a lion will lick you up. If they don't eat you, they will eat your children. Next week, homosexuals are coming here. If you don't build yourself, dangerous animals are entering here. Next week, international fornicators I come here. Those of you girls with shiny skin better learn the art of caring for animals. <laughs> Those of you with copper color skin better learn how to tame animals. Because next week won't be easy here. Shakuta Babayanda. I'm preaching. Next week. A lot of Sakawa boys are coming here. When you will sit down, be careful what, where your back sits. But we love them. We like them. Next week, you will see handsome young men with braids. Dreadlocks. And after one year, their hair will be nice. It's, it's my own eyes. <laughs> there are some guys here who are dreadlocks but today they are, they, are, they, are, they are looking like human beings
Wild animals, baby. Wild animals. And you see, we may be laughing, oh, we are laughing. As if I'm cracking jokes, like I'm a comedian. Yes. So as if like. But when one of them comes to the church to impregnate you, you won't be laughing. Yeah, I said next week, wild animals and snakes are coming here. Better have the wherewithal to stand. Beautiful. Noah was a great man. Can you imagine? You build an ark that is going to sit on water. Water shouldn't enter the ark. And you have gone to get termites into the ark. I mean, his greatest act of faith was to have termites in the ark and believe that they would not eat the wood. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't want to have termites as one of the animals I'm catching. Number three. A little bit more. What is the first one? The first little bit more for Noah was what? Build an ark. Make a boat. Just make a boat. I know you are a pastor, but be a carpenter and make a boat. The second little bit more was what? Catch animals. How many of you are going to catch animals? Receive the anointing to catch snakes this week. As I receive the anointing to catch elephants this week. Receive the anointing to catch rhinos this week. Take it one. Take it two. Beautiful. Number three, a little bit more. Get food for the animals. Get food. Masu Mahandalabasata. So everybody in this church is going, oh Jesus, help me. Everybody in this church is going to be an expert. Feeding animals. Food gathering. Having the food. Now, now, who was the man? Genesis 6, 21. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten. Now, and thou shalt gather it to thee. It shall be food for thee and for them. Can we have another translation? Because this thee and thou and them is a bit confusing. Some of you already owe English. And we are now in church also doing thee and thou. The New American Standard Bible, NASB, says, As for you, take for yourselves 
some of all food which is edible. Gather it to yourself. Now, what you gather shall be food for you and for them. Food for you. You yourself must eat. And whatever you gather is going to be for you and for the animals. Yes. It means that anybody who is not into gathering of food for animals will not have food for himself. Because the food you are gathering will be for you and the animals. So if you are not into food for animals, there will be no food for you also. Every member of this church is going to be an expert at feeding You are not going to bring animals here for me to feed. The one who brings the animals is the one who feeds the animals. If you are not ready to feed animals, don't bring any animal. Because you are not bringing, you know, I told you last week that Many of you think that on such Sundays, we are into tipping of souls. Do you know tipper track? A tipper track with stones in it. What full load. And it comes. Where is the pastor of the church? Are you the pastor of the church? Who is the pastor of the church? He's here. Okay. Vroom, 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 vroom. He says he wants souls. They turn. And then you pour, pay, 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 pay. You pour your five souls on the pastor. You say you want souls. Get the souls. Next week, we are not coming here to tip souls into the church. Rather, next week Sunday will be the inauguration of your teaching ministry and a lifestyle of teaching others. Everyone. Jesus said in Matthew 28, he said, go into all the world. Go. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. So when you go to win the souls, there is teaching as part of it. Teaching is part of the goal. I'm ending the message, so please listen very carefully. Teaching is part of the goal. Teaching, opening the Bible to teach somebody is part of the going. 
You can't say you are going and teaching is not on your mind. Jesus said, go ye therefore. And in fact, teaching is so important that it appears both in verse 19 and in verse 20. Look at verse 20. Teaching them to observe. Next Sunday, we might as well call it the inauguration of the teaching ministry of and it's not it's not for pastors. Everyone, every member, listen to me. The soul you bring is your responsibility. It is in caring for that soul that you also will have something to eat. That's the reason why most Christians are hungry Christians. Spiritually bankrupt. Most, most of you in, sitting in this room are starving spiritually. I said most of you in this room are starving spiritually. Many of you here don't know the last time you opened your Bible to read. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because you are not in the business of feeding someone. See, it is in feeding someone that you yourself get to feed yourself. Like all the studies and all the scriptures and all the things I've done to prepare for this message. Everything has helped me. Do you know that the Duraplast pipe that is sending water to that village, the water that is passing through it, waters the pipe itself. I said, it waters the inside of the pipe. So by the time it is pouring out, it cannot be that a pipe is pouring water, a pipe is delivering water, and the inside of that pipe is dry. It cannot be. The only way the inside of the pipe will be dry is that that pipe is not carrying water to anyone. The reason why you are dry is that you are not carrying the word of God to anybody. You are just in the church dancing. It is in giving someone, Bible says that he that watereth shall be watered himself. Yes. He that watereth, the one who waters is the one who is watered. The liberal soul shall be made fat. It is Paish is the one who gives liberal, liberal, giving, giving freely. He is the one who is fat. Not the one who keeps his money. When you are not giving, you are looking lean. There is a culture in the church that presents congregations. I don't know whether they are 
uh, church members are trees or stones or animals. That's a picture where it's like the priest in the cassock is the only one who knows God. The priest in the cassock is the only one who is spiritually enriched. It's a bogus picture. At least in Revelations 5.10, the Bible says, He has made all of us kings and priests. In fact, the right translation is, we are a kingdom of priests. In the New Testament church, there are no spectators. It is in watering that you are watered. Anybody, listen to me. That's why next week is a major, major blessing because you are going to have the opportunity from now on to water someone. To water someone. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you, if you are not interested in watering someone, don't bring anyone here. Please be seated. You can sit down. Please be seated. If you are not interested, if you are not ready to teach someone, to visit someone, spend time with the person sharing a scripture, if you don't have that agenda, don't bring anyone here. The people we bring here are the people we are ready. Noah was not just supposed to bring the animals. He was supposed to feed them. You don't just bring animals, but you feed them. Young man, hello, sir. Please go to the back. Get up and go to the back. Go to the back. Move to the back, please. If you are not ready to teach, you see, because when you do that, when you just bring people into the church and then you leave them, you are making it difficult for the person to know God. And I will explain myself. When somebody comes to the church for the first time, even if the person gets born again and you don't follow the person up, you don't visit the person, you just leave the person. It's like they said we are having salvation Sunday, so we brought the members, we brought people to the church. We have brought them, they have come, we've taken pictures with them so they can go. Now, when you do that, I'm saying that you are making it difficult for the person to know God. And there is going to be a curse on you. Even when a soul, mommy, 
gets born again, in fact, it's even worse. It's worse when they get born again. That one, they have received something. It's, it's important to immediately start the work of following the person up, teaching the person, and helping the person to get enough of God. Now, can I explain myself? Are we allowed to explain things here? Now, when you bring a person to church, the person gets born again, receives Jesus, and you leave the person, you don't go and check on him. You don't go and share the word of God. You don't go and teach the person. That's why teaching is part of the great commission. Go and teach. Now, if you don't go to teach the person, and you leave the person only with the salvation he or she came to receive, you have made it difficult for the person to meet God properly. Why? You see? Polio virus. Do you know polio? It affects sometimes, I mean, you can't walk, they use sticks and it just, it, it destroys them. So there is something we call polio vaccine. Say, so have you heard of it before? Now, the Gem that causes polio to twist your leg like that. That that gem is in the polio vaccine. Yes. The vaccine that is used to get you not to have polio. Have you seen babies receiving polio vaccine? That That vaccine, polio vaccine, doesn't contain milk or antibiotics. It contains the polio vaccine, the, 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 the polio virus. Something about the virus. But it is not in large quantities enough to give a person polio. It is introduced into the baby's body, the polio. That is, whatever you want to protect the baby from. What? Polio, meningitis, coronavirus, whatever. If you want to protect somebody from coronavirus, you give the person some coronavirus. But not enough to give the person a fever or a cough. Or difficulty in breathing, but enough to let the pe- our bodies, our bodies have something called antibodies. That, that's a big word. Something the body produces to fight diseases. So if it is coronavirus that you want the body to fight, you give the person a little coronavirus to let his body fight any other coronavirus that will come. That's called vaccination or immunization. Please, you understand, or I should speak to you. So, so the baby who receives the polio vaccine will never have a twisted leg. Why? Because it's now built up to fight any polio that will come. It's clear, also, so that that thing causes disease, but. You, you got it in a suboptimal, just small enough to let your body 
produce materials that will fight anything polio. You will never get polio again. Never again. The one who unfortunately didn't get the vaccine will not have a body who produces a lot of things to fight the polio virus. So, he's in a village somewhere. No nurse saw him. So, wherever the person meets polio, he's destroyed. Start walking. Cannot walk well. Blah, 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 blah. By 15 years, the leg is twitter. Because why? Why? Because the person did not, never received the polio vaccine. My dear friend, when you bring a person to church and the person gets born again and you don't visit the person, you don't follow up the person, you don't share the word of God with the person for many, many weeks, it means that you have exposed that person to a little, just a little of God. But he doesn't have enough of God to get Goditis. If God gives a disease, that person will never have the disease called God. God disease. Why? Because what he got was very small. Rather, it will build antibodies in the person to refuse any further outreach. Anybody else who meets the person to bring to church. Oh, I know, I know John 3.16. I know the story of Lazarus. He has had just enough for him to resist God. said, if you don't intend to give the full dose of God, and the full dose of God, you won't get it here. That's why I said, teaching them. Because, you see, to teach them, first of all, like in, in verse 20, take me to verse 20. Verse 20. You teach the person to observe all things. Now, all things, I got born again close to 40 years ago. I'm still being taught. This evening, I'm going to church to be taught something. All things is a lifetime. You can't come to church, come and kneel down, receive some Jesus, say you are so-called born again, and there's nothing you are receiving. Every day, Every week, for years, you must continue. That is why we go to church. That's why we get born again and we attend church because we must, it takes a long time to get God properly. So when you just bring a person to church and you leave the person to go after taking pictures, what you've done is that you have vaccinated the person against God. 
There are many men and women in nightclubs. They have a little of God. There are prostitutes on Facebook who quote scriptures. They have a little of God. But not enough to get sick of God. If God was a disease-causing agent, many of you here would be fresh and alive. Only a few of us would be dying and dead. I said, if God was a disease-causing agent, many of you would be very alive. In fact, you would be very protected against God. Why? Because your body has been, has been, has been primed with, with antigens which have produced enough substances to fight any pastor who tries to convert you. So you see that there are people in the church. They've been in the church for 20 years, 5 years, 7 years, but you can never get them to become shepherds. Can, you can never get them to come to church regularly. There are people sitting who are not in church today. Who were in church last week? They can't be sick of God. They can't be sick because they don't have enough of God. Rather, they have developed opposition. You can never get they sit in the church. You, they, they'll be looking at you. They know God. That's on scriptures. When you start quoting, they will continue it for you. But not enough to make the person live a holy life. He's in the church, his wife is there, but he's chasing the girl behind her. But but he knows verses. He knows hallelujah. He knows praise the Lord. Just, just enough to be around. Just enough. That's what we call it. Hardened. Don't bring anybody here that you are not prepared to chase with the word of God. To visit with the word of God. We are not here to create hardened criminals. Imagine somebody came to church. Imagine me. I was smoking on the average one packet of cigarettes. That's not a lot, but that's one packet of cigarettes a day. I was 12, 13. One pack a day. 12 years. I was drinking heavily. I was seriously into pornography. Then I came to church. The pastor made an altar call. And I came, I received him. I, I, even, I even, not knelt down, I lay on the floor. When I leave and nobody chases me, God, God is too big for you to get him in one day. Hello? I said, God is too big for you to get. How many years have you been born again? And are you still not learning today? Are you not learning something from me? Yes. So if you don't follow me up, I'm going back to my pawn. I'm going back to my fornication. I'm going, surely, I'm going back to my clubbing. But I have some God. Next week, if this brother comes to me to tell me about Christ, I will rather lead him to Christ. I know even the prayer. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I'm sorry for my sins. He will. One prophet said he went to visit somebody who was a former Christian, was with him and so on. The brother was smoking. Was smoking. (sighs) 
They sat down. They had not seen him in a long time. Hardened. And he began to speak. He began to say, oh, tell you how. It's a long time. You know, the Bible says you shouldn't forsake. Please. Then he... Hebrews 10.25. Check. Not forsaking that assembly. Check Hebrews 10.25. It's good you've come to come and teach me. Uh, check um, Hebrews 5.12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. He knows some amount of scriptures. But not enough to let him stop smoking weed and fornicating with girls. Don't bring anybody here. Next week is not a vaccination day. Next week is the beginning. If you, I'm telling you, better come here alone. And receive the punishment that is for those who just heard that we should bring but never brought. There's a little punishment for you. But it's not as grievous as the one who brought someone to be exposed. Are you aware that over 90% of you in this room have had coronavirus but you didn't go to hospital? Yes. And no coronavirus will kill you. No, no I'm, not, I'm not prophesying. I'm just saying no coronavirus because your body has now got just enough to fight any... But somebody can come and say, ha, ha, ha. never. Because, no, you will not know. In fact, President Trump had coronavirus. He was taken to a hospital. One of the treatments he was, received, uh, he was given was the blood, the plasma of people who had just had coronavirus. They took their blood, harvested the thing that makes you fight the disease and put it in his body. That's why he's working about having rallies. Because when somebody gets a little, but not enough to kill him, I said, if God causes death, many of you will be alive. I said, if God, mommy, will you be alive or dead? If God causes death, will you say you have got enough of God to, to, be, to be dead? But you've got enough to know about the scripture, my great commission, hallelujah, the body of Christ, Jesus, the power of God. Even some of you are even able to speak, it is enough. But not enough for you to be a shepherd. Not enough for you to be a pastor. Not enough for you to serve God. Not enough for you to stop masturbating. Not enough for you to stop fornicating. Not enough for you to live a righteous life. But you know, a little of God to say, That's why God told Noah, when you bring the animal, feed! And that feeding is not, the person came on Sunday, the following Monday, you went to visit him. No, it's a lifetime. I mean, tonight, I'm going to hear things I've not heard before. Meanwhile, I've read my Bible. Teaching somebody, all things that I have commanded you, it's not one year. That is why the King James didn't really do a lot of good to the Great Commission. If you look at the 
New American Standard Bible for of Matthew 28:19. You say he said, "Go therefore and make disciples." Listen, anybody who goes must have disciples. It's not just the lady pastor who must have disciples. It's not just the reverend. Ideally, in fact, I need to pack this hall with more church because from next week going, all of you will be coming to church, you and your disciples. Anybody who comes to church in December, you are sitting here today. You come to church November ending, December, January, alone, should tell you that you are hardened. You have got antibodies. You are now, you are, it is going to be very difficult for anyone to infect you with God properly to the pathogenic level. The, the, the level that causes disease. The level that causes disease. From now on, in this church, actually, the books haven't come. But next week, whether you play keyboard or you play drums, every member of this church who possess, you can choose not to have it. Nothing, not, nothing I'm saying, <laughs> nothing I'm saying is a law. You can choose to poo on it. And you can choose to receive it as God's word for you. I said, next week, we are bringing boxes of this book. Boxes. Every member because now, there's no new believer school anywhere. There's no strong Christian, no academy anywhere. You are the strong Christian academy. <laughs> you are the teachers and follow-up. Every member will follow up. And this is the book. If you are in this church and you don't have this book, it means that you are a hardened unbeliever. God's word cannot change you. This book contains everything you need to bring up a new convert. How to become a born again Christian. Key facts about salvation. Six powerful results of your salvation. What you must know about water baptism. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Develop yourself by speaking in tongues. Grow in your new life by reading the Bible regularly. Seven steps to an effective quiet time. Grow in your new life by praying regularly. These are the things in this book. That you will use. Remember, the one who brings the animal is the one who feeds. You don't bring an animal for him to feed for you. You bring, you feed. If you don't feel like feeding, don't bring. 
No, I'm telling you, there is no new, new believer school anywhere for you. There's no one. If you don't have any interest in raising children, don't get pregnant. Because when you abort, blood is on your hands. Yes. When you, abort, when you cause a miscarriage, blood is on your hands. Because the, the, the guy who came to receive Christ is not really born. It's not really born. It takes a lot for a person to be born. Next week, you better have one. We are building the kingdom of God. The ark is the kingdom of God. The ark is what? And if you don't take care of God's kingdom, he will not take care of your needs. Matthew 6.33, King James. Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Look at the good news translation. Look at the good news translation. GNT, the good news. Instead, be concerned above everything else with the kingdom of God and with what he requires of you. And he will provide you with all these other things. How many of you want God to provide you with all these other things? How many of you have things you want God to provide you? I said, how many of you have got things you want God to provide you? I can't see your hand. You want God to provide you with some things? The next week we are going to be concerned above everything else. With the kingdom of God. Above your education, the church. Above your business. We are going to have businessmen who are following up converts. Students who are following up converts. Housewives who are following up converts. Can I have the message translation? Message Bible. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative. God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You will find all your everyday human concerns will be met. May God meet your everyday human concerns. That your human concerns cannot be met by you. That's why God gives you the opportunity to be involved in the building. Get deep in it. Be steeped in God's reality. Be steeped in God's initiative. Be steeped in God's provisions. Don't worry when your friends call you Kolo. They call you Sofo Mami. They call you Akek. When your classmates are smoking and you are having your quiet time, don't worry. One of these days, all your everyday needs, everyday human concerns will be met by God. My dear friend, today as we end the service, I want to tell you, we are not here to immunize people against God. 
In fact, the last little thing God asked Noah to do, the last one, he said, move to live in the ark. That is, where the animals are, be there. You catch them, you feed them, and you be with them. Be with them. So Noah, who had the house, Noah had built a three-bedroom house. But he left the house and moved into the ark. Because the principle is that when somebody receives Christ, when somebody comes into the ark, you don't allow the person to be alone. From next week, you will visit the person. You will be his friend. You will bring him to church. You will, where he is, you will be there with him. You will be intimately, closely connected to the person. You won't give him a little of God, drop some God in his mouth, and leave him to be on his own. The person will say, I, I, one of the things you hear is, I go to Presby. I go to Pentecost. I go to Methodist. Don't mind them. I go to Lighthouse. Don't mind them. Assume that the person is an unbeliever. And fight for his soul till the person is sitting right by your side. Where the soul is, you also should be there. You don't abandon the soul to go and sit somewhere. It's more than even sitting by your soul. You will live with your soul. You will visit the soul. You will know his friends. And you, as you are praying, before you pray with him one of the days, say, you know something? I'm going to pray a prayer about relationships. This person is not, these friends will not help you to grow up in Christ. They will never know till you teach them. There are some things you will teach after six months. You will teach after three months. After two years. After six years. May God anoint you to be a teacher of converts. May converts from next week receive enough of God from you to make them into solid believers. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will anoint you to learn how to be with them. I said to learn how to be with them. I said to learn how to be with them. To be with them in the morning, to be with them in the afternoon from work you pass by when in the, in the uh, weekends you invite a person to your house, whether you live in a kiosk, come. You are now a part of my life. We don't come and dump souls in the church for some new believer school people. No. The one who brings is the one who feeds. When you are coming next week, come with a little extra money. I don't know how much this will cost. I'll find out. But no matter the price. I will add two Ghana cities to it. Yes, to get money to pay for buses for new converts who are going to come to church from now on. I'll add two Ghana to it. Mommy, are you a member of this church? Are you in this church? Oh, today's your first time. Today's your first time. Today's your first time. 
My sister, are you a member of this church? Today is your first time. You are a member of the church? Yes. You must have this book. Why should you have this book? Why? Why should you own this book? It's your responsibility to do what? To own it. To do what with it? What will you do with this book? What will you do with this book? What will you do with this book? Do you have one? Will you own one? What will you do with it? To do what? To do who, who is the someone? And who is, that, who is that unbeliever? The person you brought into the ark is the person you must feed. Every chorister must have this book in her bag. From now on, if you look into a lady's bag, you don't only find mirror and chapia and whatever. You will find this book. If there is no yellow in a lady's bag, don't marry her. She's dangerous. Is that yellow in your bag? Yes. Because you didn't know, not so. So next week, I will have it. And it's any bag, if you use Gucci bag, it's in it. Prada bag, it's in it. What bag? What? Dior bag, it's in it. Not so. Michael Kors bag, it's in it. Not so. Uh, 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 what? Givenchy, it's in it. Not so. Cantamanto, it's in it. Madina, it's in it. If I want to marry you and I come close to you and I don't see yellow in your bag, away! If a brother comes to propose, as a brother, where is your yellow card? Any woman who marries a man who doesn't use this book, you are setting yourself up for trauma. 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 This is a yellow card. Do you have a yellow card? Do you have this book? Do you use it? You use it? When did you last use it? Okay, beautiful. Do you have this book? Do you use it? When will you start using it? This week. You bring, will you bring a soul next week? Are you prepared to go the extra mile to teach the person this book? If you're not prepared, don't bring the person. Why shouldn't you bring the person? Because you will be vaccinating the person against God. And it's not good. Stand to your feet. Lift your two hands, everyone. No movement. Nobody moves. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Lord, prepare me for this new life. Prepare me. Prepare me for this new life.
Make me a teacher of your word. Use me to just Use me. Next week Sunday is the salvation Sunday. I'm starting to teach from this book. It has 12 chapters. I'll treat all the 12 chapters before, before I put this book down. Yeah. Next week, Sunday, this room will be a training ground for Christians to learn how to bring up new converts in the Lord. You know, that is the only way you will grow. The food you prepare for the animals will be the food you will also eat. Anyone who is not in the business of preparing food for animals will not eat. That's why I'm very fat. Every time I preach to you, I'm eating. I eat from the food I give you. Because the one who gives becomes fat. And the one who waters, you will never have water if you don't give somebody water. Proverbs 11. Never forget Proverbs 11.25. You will be dry in your soul. Till you start giving people the living water of Christ. I said the model of church where there's a priest with a chain on his neck, around his neck. It's a demonic model. If there is a priest, like I am a priest, the priest only exists to prepare everyone. Like in the hospital, doctors are in teams, but the teams have got a doctor as their leader. The doctor who is the leader works with the team. Everybody is working. You don't find a doctor with granite cellars in his team. The leader, like, like in the army, the leader of the, of, the, of the battalion is also a soldier. And everybody is also a soldier. And we are all fighting. It's not like some priest is in the church and you go to town, go and fool in town and on Sunday you hypocritically polish your face and come and stand in the church as a Christian. It's nonsense. It's rubbish. You go and fool, go and commit adultery, go and commit fornication, fool around, drink beer, 
do all the things and when you come and they always come with a holy face. When they come with communion. Let me come. Wicked people with a straight face. That's his good. He's spying the girl. I'll see you outside. The church is an army. The pastor is a soldier. The members are soldiers. All of us are soldiers. We are fighting the end time battle. There's nobody in a castle. If I'm in a castle, you are also in a castle. Jesus. If I am in a castle, then you are also in a castle. We will never have a relationship. We will never have a relationship. If you are not into the business I am in. I don't want granola sellers around me. I'm a doctor. I'm leading a team of surgeons. I don't have time for suicide boys. Get away. If you're not prepared to do the surgery for us to manage the patient, then get out. Get out. Everybody. Everybody. You're not ready. I'm not ready to teach someone. I, I, even those who don't go there, they are terrible. You, you, you are with God and you are disobeying Him so flagrantly. Flagrantly. Just flagrant disobedience. Wow! I said, in this church, there is nothing like follow up anything. Doesn't exist. We have tried it all. It never worked. You bring, you teach. What did I say? You bring, you do what? You teach. If you don't want to teach, don't bring. Be there. And no wonder those who are not involved are the bankrupt ones. A lot of you in this service are unbelievers. You are, you are an unbeliever who has just come to church. You are not in Christ. I said, if God was a gem which causes sicknesses unto death, you will be alive. You don't have enough of God to be sick. If God was cancer, you will be alive. Rather, you have, you have, you have received a little of God to let you build resistance. You see, you are in the church. Nothing the pastor. Even next week, some of you are in the church. You will never bring anybody. When you step out of here, you finish with church. You finish with God. Alright. I will read some scriptures for you. But your assignment is go home and read the whole of Proverbs 1. You will learn who God really is. Lift your hands and pray. And say, Lord, add me to this great work. Add me to this new work. Larati Barando Ke 
I'm giving you advance notice. Next week, I'm preaching from Kifad on Salvation Sunday. This During the week, you can come and buy some. Go to any bookshop. Every Christian must have this in his bag. A soft copy of this on your phone. Lift your hands and pray. Use me. Use me. At this time, I am sure there's a brother or a sister who came to church today. You don't know Jesus Christ. <laughs> or maybe you've been coming to church. But you have really not... not some of you have, have already been vaccinated against polio, against God, against holiness. But today, everyone, everyone, bow your head, please. And everyone, close your eyes, please. Don't lean on a wall, on a chair, sorry. Stand upright. And if you are here and you are not born again, you want to say, Pastor, I've never heard a message like this. I realize I have been immunized against God. Nothing of God enters me because I, I am in church all the time. I hear, I'm around. I hear the words. I know some scriptures. But it's not been enough to change me. Today I want to bow my knees to God. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again today. Wherever you are, just lift your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes, yes, lift your hand. I want to be born again properly. I want to receive enough of God to make me a proper Christian. Not just coming around on Sundays to get a little of God for, to, to build resistance in me to the will of God for my life. Lift your hand. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift your hand high. I see you. I see your hand. I see your hand. No more immunization. Now I'm going for full-blown infection. I'm going to receive God well. Lift your hand properly. I'm going to pray for you. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, and you want me to pray for you, I want you to pray for you. And your hand is up. Quickly take your Bible, your bag, your phone, and come to me. Come to the front. Come. If your hand is up, come. Let me pray for you. Come running. 
somebody wants to join them right now leave your seat listen to me we are not here to get small of god to build immunity against god we are here to receive god well and the burden on center leaders is not a small burden the burden on you but god will reward you i said god will reward you come and receive jesus come Lift your hands and say this prayer after me. Lift your hands. As I'm happy to see little boys, little girls coming to receive Jesus. And I pray that this will not be an immunization exercise. That one day, one of them will have Indian hemp smoking and if so, I received Jesus 15 years ago. I met a pastor, Bishop Ogo. I know Bishop Ogo. No. I pray for anyone responsible for these souls not to bring the wrath of God. And God bless center leaders. God bless Basenta leaders. Who brought all these souls into the house of God? Say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I've come to you today. I've come to you today. Say, when I look at my life, when I look at my life, I realize I'm far from you. I realize I'm far from you. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I am dirty. I am dirty. My soul is dirty. My soul is dirty. Please wash me. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. I want to start a new life. I want to start a new life. Walking with you. Walking with you, serving you, serving you, and living for you, and living for you. I want to be a proper Christian. I want to be a proper Christian, not somebody who knows a little of God, not somebody who knows a little of God. I want to know a lot. I want to know a lot enough to change my life, enough to change my life, enough to change me completely, enough to change me completely. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of salvation. For the blessing of salvation. I receive you. I receive you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, receive these ones. Father, build these ones. Father, strengthen these ones. Father, help these ones. Send helpers. Let those who brought these ones to church be anointed and empowered to raise these ones. I thank you for this message we have heard today. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see our pastors who are standing there? Can you wave for them to see you? Can you wave? There are, there are many people there. So if you don't wait, they won't make you out. Wait for them to see who you are. Yes. They are going to meet with you and talk to you. 
and let somebody visit you so that it doesn't become an immunization but a proper infection with God enough to change your life into a patient in the hospital if God causes death you must die you can't say you've received God and you are alive and Paul said it I'm crucified with Christ I'm dead I have received enough of him to be dead all the pornography you've been watching you will not watch it again do you hear me is it clear God will change you he will change you one day you'll be preaching and telling your story but it doesn't come by just coming to stand here there's a lot to God is too big to receive him in five minutes it's a lifetime please go to the pastors Clap your hands for them. Go there. They should introduce you to them. Keep clapping your hands. At this time, I want us, as we've received this word, I believe that all of us are entering into a new life, a new walk, a new relationship with yes, Christ yes. from today's message. Yes. A new experience where you are not just a churchgoer, but you are a Christian with disciples. Yes. That is the only way you will be changed. Yes. Yes. Anybody who doesn't have somebody you are teaching, you are bringing up in God, mm. you are on your own. In fact, can I tell you, in Matthew 28, verse 20, the last sentence, he says, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. It's only when you have done it well that I'll be with you. Wow. And I want us to take the communion to celebrate this new season we are entering. Take your bread. In this church, we come with our communion. We come with our communion. Yes. Lift it up. Lift your bread up. If you are sitting, stand, even if you don't have your bread, just lift your hands. Lift your bread. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. As I eat it. As I eat it. I'm becoming one with the I'm church. I'm becoming one with the church. I'm a part of the body. I'm a part of the body. What the church does. What the church does. I am in it. I am in it. Because I'm a part of the because body. Because I am a part of the body. Today. Today. I declare. I declare. The destiny of the church. The destiny of the church. It's my destiny. It's my destiny. The strength of the church. The strength of the church. It's my strength. It's my strength. The prosperity of the church. The prosperity of the it's church. It's my prosperity. It's my prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For my salvation. For my salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For this bread. For this bread. It's the body of Christ. It's the body of Christ. And I'm eating it. And I'm eating it. For strength. For strength. To be joined to the church. To be joined to the church. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it.
Lift your cup. See the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. I drink it for healing. I drink it for healing. My life is restored. My life is restored. My Christian life. My Christian life will have meaning. Will have meaning from today. From today. Because of this blood. Because of this blood. As I drink it. As I drink it. I receive life. I receive life. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. For my healing. For my healing. Every part of my body. Every part of my body is healed. Is healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Drink it. There's healing for someone. Amen. Lift your hands. Let me pray for you. There's healing. Jesus. There's healing. Healing. Receive healing for your life. I receive it. Receive healing for your body. I receive it. Receive healing for your body. Oh, I receive it. Whatever part of your life is not well. Jesus. May the Lord heal you. Yes, Lord. Your strength Jesus. is coming back. Oh, yes. It's coming back. Coming back. Spiritually. Oh. Your spiritual strength to serve God is coming back. Coming back. Receive strength. I receive it. As we go out to become feeders and waterers. Your season of being watered is now beginning. Yes. Your season of being made fat is now beginning. Amen. Jesus. Hey. Command the change of life for you. Amen. A new life for you. New life. A new life. Say a new life. A new life. A new spiritual life. A new spiritual. A new physical life. A new physical life. A new life. A new life. As I walk with God. As I walk with God. Thank you for my healing. Thank you for my healing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Clap your hands. You may be seated.